For most of my life, I've been on this journey of discovery. Um, in this process, it required a lot of breaking, <laughs> which is why we are at this point. The Breaking on Purpose podcast. It's a space that will allow you an opportunity to have the conversation about your breakthrough, about getting to your place of purpose, your place of power, and your place of permission. That's right. So look, it's your boy, Minister D, and you're in this space to break. It's the Breaking on Purpose podcast. Let's get into this conversation. I'm so excited to be with you again. It is the Breaking on Purpose podcast. And yes, if you were wondering, is that Minister D singing? It is. <laughs> that, uh, that amazing track is uh, from my brother, Pastor um, Drew Shaw. I was featured on it a couple years ago. And uh, from time to time, I just enjoy listening to that song. It's called Lift Him Up. And um, if you want to listen to it, uh, Spotify, Apple Music, it's everywhere. Uh, but it is a song, not because I sing on it, because I'm not often too fond of my voice. But that is one song that blesses me when I'm working out, when I'm meditating, or whatever the case is. It gets me amped up and reminds me that serving God is everything, okay? Uh, I believe sometimes we should take a moment to pause and praise. Uh, I, did I say Yeah, I said that. Pause and praise. Matter of fact, let me do that for you. Let me give you a second to pause and praise. Yes, I love that song. I love that song. I love that song. Um, listen, I want to take a moment before we get into this. I know we're upon Resurrection Sunday, but I want to take a moment and thank you guys for being so diligent and patient while we're trying to perfect everything that we're doing as it relates to the podcast, the lives, the presentations overall. We've been working on getting these lives up, getting the videos up, um, getting things extracted and out so that you guys can go to YouTube and other places and see it. 
um, and working through the TikTok platform, as I'm learning, has its challenges. And so we've been motivated by those challenges to make connection uh, easily and more readily available in other ways. And um, and so that's what we're um, not so much up against. That's the that's the obstacle for the opportunity. And I'm, I'm, I'm understanding to that. And I thank God that you guys are. And, um, and I pray that as we go through the next few months of, of getting things aligned, that you guys stick with us and grow with us as we go. My focus, as you guys can hear, even from the lives and from other spaces has completely shifted. I am now uh, I see now that God has given an assignment to invest and focus on the village. And before we get into the message of this, um, the original um, tick, uh, the original uh, podcast was, um, and I always have that, that in the moment where something changes uh, for me because I'm very, I, I'm very sensitive to the ear of God. Sometimes, of course, because I'm, I'm, I'm trying to stay on schedule, I, I'll say, you know, let's get something done because... I got a schedule to maintain, and and then God steps in and reminds me that my my schedule is the one that He released, not the one that I set. Um, so there are moments where you guys will see things that will sporadically happen, because the biggest assignment on my life is to obey what God has released me to do, and um, I see the easiest thing to, uh, to happen in my life sometimes is that I get on the schedule. Uh, I get on schedule. I get on, you know. Uh, trying to accommodate and and I'm learning that there's no room for it for what God has called me to do uh, because I'm not called to be popular I'm called to release this word I'm called to catch those who need to be caught um, and so I'm having to learn that more and more every day that my first assignment is to obey and I have to obey what God releases. So yet again, I know we had a good God Friday message that was going to drop yesterday. But um, I have since, <laughs> as I was getting ready to release it, I have since said, uh-uh, <clears throat> I heard God saying something else. And I wanted to stick with the theme of resurrection. And God said, no, there's enough people talking about resurrection, about the fact that Jesus got up. But what we need to talk about is the way that we stay up, the way that we stay focused, the way that we stay in the will of the Father and not in the way of the Father. And um, and I said, okay, God, you know what? Okay, I, he I hear what you're saying now. I hear what you're saying. And, um, and that set forth the tone for me to obey what God was releasing. And I began to realize that this was not about the get up, but the grow up. <clears throat> I'ma just clip. Let me let me drink some water on that, cause I know y'all wasn't y'all wasn't feeling that. one. I know, I know, we wasn't feeling that. Did, did, I, I, did he say grow up? <laughs> I thought we were gonna be talking about coming out of some stuff. I mean, it's the, the the grow. Yeah, this conversation is not about the get up, but it's about the grow up. And I'm so excited to enter into this conversation with you th today because. Many of us are at a crossroad where God has called us to grow up, grow up out of some things, some things, some hurt, some some setbacks, some lack, some they did this to me and this broke me and I I have every right to stay in this low place. But God said I didn't put you there 
to stay there. I put you there to mature from that. Every obstacle in our life, as we go through this journey, we find that every obstacle is, in fact, an opportunity. It's an opportunity to trust God. It's an opportunity to develop. It's an opportunity to walk by faith and not by sight. It's an opportunity to let God be God. It's an opportunity to maximize your best life. It's an opportunity to reintroduce yourself to the better version of yourself. I want to pull from um, the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 13, verse 11, uh, as we explore this conversation. I'm sure many of us are familiar with this uh, passage, um, but I want to elaborate on it a little bit more. Y'all know I have a, a go-left mentality. Um, so, yeah, so y'all know what to do. <laughs> y'all know I'm going left. I know everybody else goes, somebody else is going right, uh, but I'm going left with this. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says that when I was a child, I used to speak like a child, think like a child, reason like a child. When I became a man or a woman, I did away with childish things. Our breakthrough family often can be found discussing that inner child. Y'all know we, we, we really love to have a conversation about the inner child uh, because it is that person, that child that is so undealt with, so unguarded that in our adult life, we find that child dictating our life. I want to challenge you to think a little bit further today, though. What if I told you that that child isn't always limited to the 12 and under. Sometimes the child, inner child, is the spirit we carry. It's the spirit and the mindset that comes with our life. Childish, meaning to be uh, childlike. Even though I'm grown, there's a childlike response to life. Even though I have children, I still have a childlike response to life. There comes a time in our life where growth is necessary because as we go on this journey, we must grow through this journey. The greatest receipt of your purchase is the decision to grow up. When we walk through the, just so you guys understand, what do you mean? A receipt, believe it or not, as you shop in the grocery store, is just proof that somewhere in my past, oh my God, I picked some things up along the way and now I own them and not the store. That's what a, re a receipt is. You have to go in the store, buy the items first, pay for the items. Then, you know, if you're, if you're in Walmart or somewhere, particularly Walmart does it from time to time, if there's an item that dwells outside of a bag, they will say, can we verify? Because you got a TV, 77-inch or 75-inch or something. You know, you got a microwave. We need to verify that you now own this and not Walmart. It's the same for our life. It's the same. Your healing is the receipt that you now have ownership of whatever held you hostage in your past. 
sure at one point my family owned my emotions. My ex owned my attitude. My violators owned my view of life. But it is time for me to see it as an adult, as a, as a, as, as a woman and as a man of God. I know, here's the thing. I've learned that when I sing things as a man singularly, singularly, I just sing them my way. But seeing things as a man of God <clears throat> has allowed me to see things God's way. I need someone to just do me a favor. Let's pause real quick and just repeat after me. Father, please allow me to see this your way. Father, enhance my view, not just as a man, not just as a woman, but as a man, woman of God. I promise you, there is something about that decree and that ideology of God, that belief, that core essence that becomes who you are after we apply it for so long. That man, when you're able to stop and see things as a man or as a woman or even as a child of God, things don't look the same. You're in the same boat, same circumstance, just a different view. When God shifts your life, it is such a it is in such a way that He will, you know, He will not change the circumstance. He'll change the person in the circumstance. Let me tell you what I mean by that. Let me, let me forward into that. Sometimes we think that God is going to send me enough money to pay all these bills off, and that's God moving on my behalf. But we never think that sometimes the bills may remain past due, and they may go even further past due. But God is going to give us a grace to get through it. Then at some point down the line, all bills are paid. We never or rarely ever stop and look back at that moment and say, God, you did something amazing. You kept me when I could have lost it. That is putting away the childish mind. That is maturing. <clears throat> the reason why this is so important is because many of you have began to mature and, and may not have even realized it. When you mature, you learn to stop being hard on yourself. It, it is as though a ch it is as a child to penalize yourself for everything. I see my daughter do it often. She often beats herself up when she's not at the caliber of which she expected herself to be. I, I couldn't win. I couldn't tie. I remember as a baby, not really a baby, maybe four or five, she was learning how to tie her shoes, and she would not want my help because she was eager to show me she could do it herself. She could not process that I was helping her because I believed in her. Oh, my gosh. Lord, 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 Lord. <laughs> She, she could not process that I was intervening in the situation because I believed in her. Not because I was tired of her trying to tie her shoe, 
but because I believed in her in such a way that I felt that if we do it together, she'll watch it long enough and seeing it and doing it with me would offer the support. But she was eager to show me that she could do it herself. So she threw a fit. Why would you get involved? Many of us have thrown the same fit with God. Why would you end my marriage? Why would you do this? And why would you do that? God, I'm, I could, I'm trying to do my best and do it right. And, and here you go taking stuff and ending stuff and taking stuff out of my hand. And, and, and God's like, because I know that you're strong enough to deal with it, I'm going to lift it up off of you. And don't listen. I, I understand you having a temper tantrum. You know what it's like when you're mad with God. Because he is holding you to his belief in you. To what he know he placed inside of you. I had moments where I'm like, God, I, I got it. I got it. I'm, I just need to show you that I got it. I need you to see that I can do this, Father. I, I, I'm trying to show you that I serve you. I certainly don't want you to intervene because now I think that you don't, you've given up on me. And what does that mean? What does that look like? You know what I'm talking about. When he ends friendships that you have been telling yourself, I need to get out of this friendship. And then somewhere along the line, you're like, God, why did that friendship end? God, I'm trying to, oh, man, now here I am friendless. Here I am. My relationship is over. You know, God, I was trying to, I was, I was trying to fix it so we can serve you together. And you've, you've intervened and ended some stuff I was trying to hold on to. God, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to show my parents how they hurt me so they can apologize. So I'm trying to get an apology and you trying to give me some healing. God, I didn't ask you to do all that. I got it. I got it. I'm a big kid. I'm a big kid now. <laughs> Sometimes we get so stuck in where we're at that we forget that we have a journey that, that, that we must complete. I don't want to get to the end of my journey and find out I still had miles to go. That I only went as far as in life as I chose to go or as I allowed myself to go. And not as far as God birthed me and desired for me to go. I believe we live life in two wheels. Our will versus his will. And I'm learning on this journey that I, I'm okay with his will. Even though sometimes his will means loved ones being lost. Just lost another loved one this week. A cousin. Even though his will means people walking away. Even though sometimes his will means peace that I cannot find. But I know exists. I have to sometimes trust that this is God's will for my life. And in it is an assignment of greatness. I have greatness on my life come on say this with me I have greatness on my life and if the Lord wants to help me tie my shoes so that I can run this race better then father have your way
No temper tantrum in this season. No fits in this season. God, you're in control. Father, I surrender. I am on my way to greatness. Come on, say it with me. I. Put your name in there. I, David, am on my way to greatness. Come on, whatever your name is, put it in there. Say it. We are on our way to greatness. Greatness may not look like something fancy. It may not look like something cute. But what it looks like is God's will fulfilled in your life. That's greatness. It takes a great person to surrender to the will of the Father. To understand that this was not to hurt me, but to help me. My daughter threw a fit because she thought I was trying to hurt her. Not in the sense of whipping or, or spanking or something like that, but in the sense of her pride, in the sense of her, her wanting to show me she can do it herself, but me doing it with her, she thought that was me hurting her because it didn't agree with her idea of what I should do as a father. Her idea was that I should just watch. But my assignment was to assist. It was to draw from what I see in her and constantly lift that up and pull that out of her. And then there were moments where my children felt like I should have intervened. You should have helped me. You should have showed up. You didn't do this and you didn't do that. Dad, I, I, what happened? Why didn't you? And, I'm, and I have to say, it's listen, the only way you learn to think when you get older is if you, you figure some stuff out now in a safe environment. I've been that child with God where I said, Father, why did not you show up? How can you let them do this to me? How could you? And again, I begin to act, speak, and operate as a child. But the man of God soon learned, as will the man and woman of God and you will learn, that that thing did not happen to me. It happened for me so that God could get a work through me. And for that, I am grateful. It's time to grow up. You've been in this childlike position long enough. It's time for you to come out of this. It's time for you to step up. It's time for you to get up. It's time for you to grow up. And it's time for you to show up. Because God is ready to show out. In your life, through your life, for your life. Now go get your life. And live it. No, you didn't get an apology. No, you did not get the job. No, you did not get to say goodbye. No, it did not work out. No, the money never came. No. But that's okay. Because the greatest gift is that God kept me. He kept you when we could have lost 
everything. If you think today that you've lost everything, I want to remind you that you are listening to a podcast. And if you're listening to a podcast, regardless to where you're listening to it at, you are in a better position than most. So if you're under the sound of my voice, I just challenge you to take a moment and smile. I challenge you to take a moment and be grateful. I challenge you to take a moment and look up towards heaven and say, God, I am growing up now. I got this. For I am a man, I am a woman of God. I'm, you're not just a man anymore. You're not just your woman's man. You're not just your kid's daddy. You are a man of God, brother. And the Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, a man wants to use his own strength. But a man of God who desires to no longer operate as a child knows that I can do this in God's strength. And you have God's strength to do whatever it is that you desire to do. You can do it. You will do it. It is already done in your life. You're not waiting on God. He is waiting on you. So get to it. Go do it. My sister, you are not just a woman. You are not just a mother. You're not just a wife, ex-wife, widow. You're not just your mother and father's daughter. You are a woman of God. And you too can do all things through Christ who gives you the strength to do so. You don't have to surrender to what was because what is is great in your life. You don't have to limit yourself and live an apologetic life. Apologize for what? For being used by God? For being a chosen vessel? For being the best version of yourself that you could possibly be so that you can make life better for others beyond yourself? For giving your all, what exactly are we sorry for? I get it. The child is always and forever apologetic. But this woman of God, this man of God that we are, you are, owes no apology. But you have to pursue the opportunity. Be great. Be the woman of God, the man of God that you were called to be and charged to be. Because this time it's not in your strength. It's in God's strength that this will come to pass. I want to remind you something again. First Corinthians chapter 13, 11 says, when I was a child, I used to speak like a child. Today, the root word here is used to. You will no longer speak think or even reason with life as a child you will walk in your adult mindset your kingdom mindset your man and woman of God mindset you're not just a man 
you're not just a woman. Today, we learn that we are officially men and women of God. And your father who lives in heaven has your best interest at heart. So listen, I know we're on, uh, going through this thing and, and, and we are trying to figure it out. But God has a plan for us. 1 Peter 2 uh, and 1 through verse 3 tells us, Therefore, put aside all malice and all deceit and hypocrisy and envy and all slander like newborn babies. <laughs> Long for the pure milk of the world, of the word, so that by it you may grow in respect to salvation. If you have tasted the kindness of the Lord, you shall know this. First Peter 2, 1 through 3 is telling us the same thing. Grow up. I don't have an assignment to be mad. I don't have an assignment to get revenge. I'm out for revelation. I don't have an assignment to hold on to hurt. I have an assignment to use this hurt to heal. And as I heal, God will reveal and we will build. That's our kingdom charge. That's what God has called us to do. And that's what we will do. We will obey at every turn. We will walk this thing out because our assignment is not to break. Our assignment is to build. Our assignment is to grow. Our assignment is to glean and become all that God has said already about us. You are what God said. You're not what they said. You are 100% what God said. And so we must always and forever remember that. We must always and forever remember that God has a plan for our life. And listen, remember, our assignment is to break. It's not our assignment to break down. It's not our assignment to, um, you know, fall to pieces and, and all that other stuff. It's our assignment to simply break through. Watch the glass fall and know that's not me losing that's layers falling off of my life. Come on, somebody just say that right now. I'm losing layers. <laughs> Come on. I'm losing layers. Come on, put that in the atmosphere. Put that in the atmosphere. I'm losing layers. And just so happen my layers are as thick as glass, as tough as glass. And while it looked like I'm breaking down, I am really breaking out and I'm breaking through and the pieces on the ground is the proof. I love you fam. I can't wait to hang out with you again. We'll see you guys later. Listen, don't break down. Continue to break through. I love y'all until next time.
Hey, what's up, Breakthrough fam? It's Minister D. I wanted to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you before we get into this episode. This conversation, particularly, is geared to those who say, this is my family. That Breakthrough, and all that is Breakthrough, Late Night Breakthrough, Breakthrough University, is my tribe, it's my village, it's my support. Well, if that's so, we have an assignment as a family to do more. We have a unique assignment to come from behind the screen and just holding conversations on TikTok to impacting change, not just in my community, but in your community as well. We have a responsibility to build up, to pour into, to do the impossible, to change this world. Two things I'm asking you to do. We're investing in a village on wheels, a mobile resource center, that gives us an opportunity to change the lives of many, whether it be transportation, food distribution, clothing, or disaster relief. It gives us a chance to show up and do what we're commissioned to do. If you'd like to join that mission, text VOW to 801-801. Please leave a message, leave a thought. Let someone know that you're doing this from the heart. The second is if you're called to lead in your city, If you're thinking about doing more, we want to partner with you. We want you to join the initiative and join the village movement. We have an assignment to be the village. That's better than a friend. That's almost better than just being a family. Because we're going to see to it that the dreamer reaches their potential. That the mother go back to college. That the high school dropout get whatever they need to fulfill their dreams. And that the broken understand that they're not here to break down, but they're here to break through. We're just not here to take anymore. We're here to give. I pray that you are part of that assignment. Thank you so much. Enjoy this episode. Hey there, family. Check this out. I wanted to take a moment and share something that is very vital with you. Our prayer line is always open. If you're ever in a space where you need prayer and you need partnership, someone to believe with you, someone to believe um, that God can and will alongside of you, I want you to take advantage of our prayer line. If that's ever the case, do me a favor. Dial 832 856 3807. I'm going to give you some time to grab a pen, okay? In the meantime, let me share this with you. Your journey matters. Your process matters. And it's very important that as you become the person that God has called you to become, that you have that partner to agree with you and pour into you. So we're here to pray with you that whatever you desire from God, He will definitely make that happen. That number to our breakthrough hotline again is 832 856-3807. You'll get a text back letting you know that we are touching and agreeing with you. 
that is not just a text. That is the truth. If you don't get a call back, that's fine. Just know that we are still touching and agreeing with you on your journey. It's time for us to pray. It's time for us to trust. And it's time for us to build. Utilize that number. Make your request known. We can't wait to pray with you.